Summer, the best time of year, usually doesn't come with a great deal. Soaring temperatures come with soaring prices. But what if there's another way? With IKEA, your summer plans can last longer than two weeks of vacation and be more affordable. Here, everyone can have lounge chair access, no reservations needed. From affordable outdoor furniture to stylish accessories, we have all the essentials you need to soak up summer in style, no matter the size of your space. Start planning a better summer with IKEA. It's your outdoor dreams inside your budget. Let go with Ego. Existen dos tipos de personas en el mundo. Los que prefieren un desayuno dulce con frutas, dulce de leche y un jugo de naranja. Y los que prefieren un desayuno salado con chorizo, huevos rancheros y un café. Pero sin importar qué tipo de persona eres, hay algo que a todos les va a gustar. Los crujientes y esponjosos Ego Waffles. Ya sea que te guste un desayuno salado, con huevos o salsa picante encima de tus waffles, o seas más dulcero y los prefieras con mantequilla y miel. Encuéntranos en el pasillo de desayunos congelados. Lego with Ego. Hi everyone, I'm Joanna. And I'm Jenny. And this is Hyphenated, the podcast about living in the hyphen. Oh my god, Jenny. I missed you. I missed you too. Did you just hear my clock? I have a really cheap Casio watch that I got for $15. And it, I don't know how to make it stop beeping every hour. I've, I just, I don't know how to do it. So this is probably going to beep a couple more times randomly during this recording. I am appreciative of this warning. Casio, damn, what a brand. <laughs> I used to have a Casio keyboard back oh. when I played piano that one year casio is i think the 90s brand is someone named do you think someone's named casio like I've oh never i'm sure met in anyone. venezuela there's someone called casio piano casio piano casio <laughs> i knew a guy called flower so yeah <laughs> i knew someone named telefono <laughs> <laughs> yo for real not even a brand they were just like the abstract concept telefono. of the phone i mean i'm sure someone out there's named southern bell but Oh, yeah, for Bell sure. South. Oh, that's so funny. ATT. <laughs> ATT. Oh, my God. No, There's no, no. Hold cra- on. Hold on. I just forgot. My sister's going to kill me, but she doesn't listen to this anyway. Um, her, Okay, I'm not going to say who, but someone in her circles that she grew up around just had a baby, and they named the baby Mango. <gasps> you know what? Here's the thing. <laughs> We wait. White people have called their dogs apples. Their their sons. White people have white people have called their kids fruits in the past. Apple. Yeah, Gwyneth Paltrow. But then I think that like Latinos are like, oh, we we want to do that, pero como que our culture, mango, papaya, guayaba, guayaba, (laughs) guayaba sería muy grave. Guanabana, guanabana. But papaya would be terrible because it has a double <laughs> double meaning in many cultures. Oh, uh, it does. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of who listens to the podcast, because your sister doesn't listen to the podcast. My I'm brother, assuming so. I mean, trust me. Trust me. If she listened to it, she would she would text you about it. Because my brother <laughs> does not listen to the podcast. I mentioned him in like the last episode, and. He never texted me. He he got mad because he thought we were shitting on Miami and he lives in Miami. He loves Miami. And I'm like, you clearly don't listen to my podcast. My sister listens to every single episode and like texts me as she's listening to it. She's like, oh, I 
love it. When Jenny made that joke, and I'm like, oh, okay, thank, thank you. Like, she's the number one fan. My sister is the number one fan. And you know what's funny is, like, I'm kind of surprised at who in my family listens and doesn't listen. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like I get it. My family, like my sibling, I, I was surprised my sister listened. Like my sister listens to me all the day, all the days, all the time, all every year, all, always. Like the fact that she she listens to me talk about who I am and she knows me very well is kind of shocking. But then I have like um my my husband's cousins in South Carolina texting me, listening. I've met them like only a couple times in my life, and they listen to every episode. Um, yeah. And I, you know, it's like, I, it's interesting to see who listens and who doesn't. And I'm, I'm kind of shocked your sister doesn't listen to this podcast. I'm not. <laughs> um, but it's also, I don't know if it's the same, the same reasons. My sister does not have ADHD, but I have a hard time listening to podcasts. Um, so I don't really hold it against anybody who doesn't listen because I myself have a terrible time doing so for other podcasts, but I'm pretty sure she doesn't because she never mentions it. She never talks about it. My mom does. My mom listens. Um, but other than that, it seems like mostly it's just my friends. You know, it's interesting because, you know, on first dates and stuff or whatever, or when you're meeting someone, you don't know, you don't know how to make small talk. Like the question you ask after, like, what's your favorite color? Do you like the weather? Uh, where are you from? Is, oh, like, do you have any siblings? That's sort of like an inherent part of small talk of like getting to yeah. know someone. And for a lot of my life, I uh, I felt really insecure about answering that question. Hmm, why? Well, so I'm really close to my siblings. I, in particular, I'm I'm like very, very close to my sister. But this is kind of like recent because my siblings are Irish twins, meaning that they are less than a year apart. They went to the same high school. They have the same friends. My brother married my sister's very good friend. Mm. Um, so they've had this like really, really connected relationship for their whole life. And I'm significantly younger And we don't share the same mom. So I've always felt like weirdly insecure. It's like all I wanted was to be the third sister and to be like them. But I was so much younger and there was so much of like my family context that was different that like I felt like I was a a cheater. I was like cheating my way into siblinghood, (laughs) you know, como que eh, 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 like the the knockoff version of a Louis Vuitton like that's what I felt like as a sister I'm like I mean I'm, she has I, a I, fake I look, Louis <laughs> like I look like a Louis but like he's not real and that's Aww. what I felt like for a lot of my life huh. and so I sort of have this hyphenated relationship with siblinghood because I felt like an only kid for a lot of my life I I, I was by myself we moved around and I I didn't have a sibling at home um, because they were so much older and they had left and then simultaneously like I I feel like they're my brother and sister fully and I'm I'm la tia of their kids and like I never questioned that. So as I've gotten older, kind of like all forms of identity, I've embraced it more and I've felt like my way of being a sibling might not be the way that my este friends had siblings and my way might be a little different but that doesn't take away that I'm a sister. Exactly. You know? Yeah. You had a you're pretty close to your sister. Yeah. I am only just now as adults. <laughs> really? Um yeah, cuz we're 6 years apart. 
So that's a pretty big age difference when you're kids. I, I mean, when we were little, we would play a lot. She like, you know, we would do little performances in La Sala and we would we were into a lot of the same stuff. Um, I have a lot of fond memories, like laughing our asses off at like a Sinbad comedy special and like <laughs> watching Powerpuff Girls and and shit like that. But as I started getting older and becoming an awkward ass preteen and then going into teenhood when all I cared about was boys and rolling up my fucking plaid skirt um, <laughs> to look like Britney Spears. Claro, my head was in another was on another level, different wavelength. And she was like and, and also I'm an. I guess people consider me an extrovert. I say ambivert, whatever. Ambivert is in the middle. Literally, I always the thought ambivert. Ambivert for me sounds like a type of dinosaur. But yeah, I mean, let's it, just it, let's just run with it. You know what? I'll take it. I will take it. Um, dinosaurs are cool. I'm in between because I do not like to be around people. Like I know people who are extreme extroverts, and I'm like, I am not that. But I'm also not introverted, like a lot of my introverted friends, like my husband, like my sister. So a lot of times my sister would just be in her room, door shut. A lot of my mm-hmm. friends didn't even know her that well. They're like, You're, oh, you have a sister? <laughs> oh, Como okay. They, they entered your house and there was just this like ominous door yes. that was always closed. Yes. And there was like, there's a ghost in there. It's like, no, it's a, it's a tiny version of me. It's my little sister. But then something magical happened called adulthood. And so... It really happened when we both moved to L.A. I moved to L.A. about a year or two before she did. And then when she moved out here, I got her a job at Me Too. So then we were also co-workers. Wow. And now we just hang out all the time. We go to Disney together. We go to events together. We have, like, hangout movie nights. Like, I, I truly see my sister as my friend now. Like, Because of adulthood. Like, once you're an adult, those esos yeah, that felt eternal now don't seem as... No. As eternal. I mean, I don't know. My big brother, he like, it's funny because for him, he still thinks I'm 12. (laughs) Like it is the most ridiculous thing sometimes. How old is he? He just turned 40 and I'm 32. For my brother, I'm still 12. What does he do? Como que he thinks that I'm... Uh, gonna die like he's like what? Oh my God, are you sure like be careful be careful like oh my god are you gonna be able, are you gonna lose your password i'm like dude i know how to function in this world like you don't have, i'm not like a baby oh, como oh que, my god like he sometimes me regaña like my dad doesn't yell at me he's never my dad has never yelled at me maybe twice in his life my brother yelled at me my whole life and every time i'd bring a boy home my dad would be like i don't care like you know you're a sexual person. You know, you must explore <laughs> you're this. You're a you sexual must... person. And my brother would be like, "Who are who are you bringing home? Who is this guy? Like, eh, no, no me gusta. Eh, ojo puesto." And I'm like, "Oh my god, you're like Whoa. such a like." It was so. <laughs> so I feel like my big brother has always been kind of like a my dad. Like he took me to get my braces on. Um, wow. He'd pick me up from school when I was feeling sick. He was like in college, and we and we were both in Boston, and he'd have to like run out of his psychology class to come pick me up because I fainted in PE. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> so, like, my brother and I have, like, this, like, kind of, like, I call him, I, I my brain does this thing where I call him Pa Michi because my brain goes to call him Pa. And oh, my god! And then I have to fix it. So I go, I go Pa Michi every single time. And he calls me <laughs> Gol, Joanna, and Gold is the name of his dog. <laughs> Wow, that <laughs> he thinks I. Okay. But I think I like to take it nicely, like, oh, it's this creature. I must like, 
attend to and care for and like feed and clean up her poop. Pero I don't coño, know. how many times has he ac almost accidentally called you as by his dog's name? Sometimes he calls his dog Joanna by accident. Ay, Dios mío. Ay, Dios mío. Dude, siblings, I think it's such an it's such a bizarre relationship. Like there's My so many calls different me types. Tata. Uh, tata? Why? It's like a Cuban thing. My mom it's like a thing that younger siblings call their older siblings. In I Cuba? just call her Stephanie. Mm. Yeah, I guess. And I actually picked her name too. But she calls me Tata. My mom calls her older brother Tata. Interesting. So that's like a that's a cultural specific there that like there are some words in Spanish and um, in, in different countries that are specific vocabulary for siblings because it is a very complex relationship. It's very weird. It's like you share so much but are so different. You get along. You don't get along. Like it's like it's 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 a. It's an interesting, like, tense relationship that needs a bunch of vocabulary on its own. Summer, the best time of year, usually doesn't come with a great deal. Soaring temperatures come with soaring prices. But what if there's another way? With IKEA, your summer plans can last longer than two weeks of vacation and be more affordable. Here, everyone can have lounge chair access, no reservations needed. From affordable outdoor furniture to stylish accessories, we have all the essentials you need to soak up summer in style, no matter the size of your space. Start planning a better summer with IKEA. It's your outdoor dreams inside your budget. Let go with Ego. Existen dos tipos de personas en el mundo. Los que prefieren un desayuno dulce con frutas, dulce de leche y un jugo de naranja. Y los que prefieren un desayuno salado con chorizo, huevos rancheros y un café. Pero sin importar qué tipo de persona eres, hay algo que a todos les va a gustar. Los crujientes y esponjosos Ego Waffles. Ya sea que te guste un desayuno salado, con huevos o salsa picante encima de tus waffles, o seas más dulcero y los prefieras con mantequilla y miel. Encuéntranos en el pasillo de desayunos congelados. Lego with Ego. You know, it's interesting because I think the whole concept of siblings is also like changing very drastically. Like my parents' generation, everyone was like one of four or five siblings, you know, and then I think... For our generation, it sort of started moving to like three and two. And then our generation, we're having less kids by a lot. Like the average amount of kids in the U.S. is 1.7. But then in Latin America, it's still higher. The average is still around two. And I, mm. I do see it within my friend group. Like uh, my friends that are in the States have less kids than those in Latin America. And I have like two theories, which is one... It's a lot cheaper <laughs> to pay for childcare, to uh, tener ayuda. Um, but then simultaneously, a lot of these people live in countries where they have families. They have these redes of, of like help. They yeah. have like a village, you know, they have el tío, el primo, la abuela, which, you know, it's like versus a lot of my friends here in the States, which is like, all right, they had to leave uh, their hometown and now they work somewhere else mm -hmm. and they have no family here other than friends and they got to fucking figure it out on their own. Healthcare isn't covered and this isn't covered. You know what I'm saying? It's just it's a lot harder. And I'm so interested to see what this means for future generations and how they relate because you know, you have you had like the one child policy in China. Right. And like that completely changed the entire like sociology of the country. And Latin America was like, oh, you know, it was, it was countries that had like five and six kids at a time. And now we're decreasing to around two. And then the U.S. is decreasing to almost one. It's like the concept of sibling is changing as we're living it. Yeah. Speaking as someone who wants zero kids. <laughs> 
a lot of people in the entertainment industry, in my circles, a lot of them don't want kids. And if they do, it is usually one, two max. Um, I don't know many people that have three or more kids, but even with my grandparents, each set of grandparents only had two kids each. Oh, really? Yeah, I only have two blood uncles. Oh, wow. Blood uncles. <laughs> blood uncles. You're not my political uncle. You're my blood uncle. <laughs> yeah, and so I have two political aunts, two blood uncles, and one, two, three. Yeah, I have only four first cousins. Oh, my God. I have, oh, my God, I indeed. have 24. Oh, my fucking and, God. And can I tell you, I have 24 cousins, and I I know, I mean, some I'm closer to than others. But I'll tell you, at least half of those, I know a lot. Like, I hang out with them. I know their shit. I took baths with them. Even when it was, like, a little bit too old, it was a little bit inappropriate. I, like, I know these guys. These are, like, my other siblings. Like, I know them really well. They're, like, como que, I, I have, my cousins, I grew up, like, thinking they were my siblings, basically. Damn, specifically, I, that's nice. Also, because my siblings were so much older, I had so many cousins that were my age, and we grew up together. And um, it's because on one side, you know, my dad was one of four. And then on the other, my mom was one of five. And they each had a bunch of kids. And I think Clearly. about like, yeah, como que it, the, the family structure when it's that large becomes like a like a clan. And it, I think it really does mix in with this. I think it's like part of Latin American sociology as it is in like other parts but the concept of family being a clan, a clan and a village that helps raise other kids mm -hmm. and that like los primos go to the same camp and then, oh, they they get picked up by an uncle after school. And it's like it is like, ra it's kids, like, yeah. it's like raising a village and therefore your cousins become almost like siblings. Claro. And that is very different than a lot of what I see here in the States. Yeah, I, I wish I did have that bond. Like, there's so many videos out there about primos and like, da, da, da. and I'm like, ooh, I did not have that experience. I will say, though, it's funny how life works, but I'm a lot closer to some of my third cousins because they're That's my so age. so Latino of you, dude. It's very Latino. <laughs> like, I have, a, I have a cousin named Kelly who is just a month older than me, and but she was raised in North Carolina. She still lives in North Carolina, but she went to my wedding. She went to my wedding after not having seen her for almost a decade or more. But because we have that bond, like she and I, when she would visit Miami, we would hang out all the time. So to me, she was like my first cousin. Mm -hmm. um, and now I have another cousin who just came from Cuba, Mari Godman, who is around my age as well. I think she's maybe a year or two older than me. She now lives in Florida. And I talk to her more than a lot of my first cousins. <laughs> so, and I think she's technically a third cousin as well. So I just feel like in Latin American culture, there are no rules because I'm literally called Dia by all of my friends' kids who I have mm -hmm. no like bloodlines to. <laughs> like, oh, Dia Jenny's calling. I'm like... Tia, like tia, 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 like the word primo and tia and all that's, you know, it's just thrown around. The the concept of tia and primos is like, it's almost a, a synonym to like clan. Like, oh yeah, like this is my, this is my tribe. This is my group. Um, and I, you know, it's crazy. I see a lot of similarities with immigrant populations here in the States. Like I have a Polish friend whose entire family is Polish and he grew up in Buffalo with 
Polish family, all of his Polish family, and they have very like muy parecido a Latin American like family structures, where it's mm-hmm. like oh the the aunt of the uncle's aunt is his friend, and the the aunt of the uncle takes care of the other kid who's not related to him, and it's like my brain. And I hurts. think that a lot of immigrants that arrived places had to have that in order yeah. to sort of survive in a new place. Um, but then I think it's funny to see in Latin America, like it, it isn't immigrant population it's it is just that's the norm um and all my Mm -hmm. friends that already have kids and have more than two like they're all in latino america literally i'm like oh i'm like old and childless in comparison to them they all they're all like or miami or miami yeah or miami and i guess and, and i guess here like a lot of my friends who who are from other states and stuff their friends have have kids earlier and everything because it's tough you know my my mom got lucky because we were practically raised by my grandparents as well and my mom always says that she goes if i had if i had the money i would have had a third like my mom really wanted more kids but i've seen all too often people be like i only wanted one kid but my husband is pressuring me to have a second or there's this weird pressure of like my kid's gonna be bored I'm like, that's not really a good reason to make a whole ass human being. Like, <laughs> you just have to really want that second kid, not because, oh, my kid's going to be bored. Because I'm going to be honest, like, we're adults now, right? We we know. I, I'm pretty sure between the two of us, we know a good amount of people who do not get along with their siblings. To the oh point God, that some of them are even mortal enemies. So you can't just bet on your on having multiple kids thinking that they're going to be like the goddamn Brady Bunch because that's not always the case. Sometimes, like, it, it's sad and unfortunate, but I've seen it. Like, people who do not talk to their siblings. And, by the way, I mean, I love my siblings so much and I'm so freaking happy and glad I have them. But when I say, hey, I think I might just want one kid, and then they're like, how could you do that to someone? How could you bring someone into this world? That's so whack. And not give them a sibling. And I'm what? like, what the fuck are you talking? It's as if I said, I want to bring a child into this world and leave him in a basket and put him in the river and just watch him go away. It's like, what are you saying it's to me? It's called friends. It's called cousins. <laughs> like, they'll be just fine. I have a lot of friends who are only children. They were just fine. And so when people say like, how dare you bring an only kid into this world? Like, I know I'm not an only kid, but I sort of feel offended when I hear it because for so much of my life, I grew up as an only kid. So like, Uh you're telling me only children are like fucked up and sad and miserable. And it's like, well, no, actually, like I'm a hyphenated only child, little uh, third child. Like I am, I am one of those. I, 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 it's almost like Venezuelan American. Like I feel both. (laughs) absolutely Um, i can see that i feel both and um i i uh there's there's just it's just a different life experience that makes you just a person with a different background and a different upbringing and um i feel so bad because i love my sister so much and she's gonna hear this and i just want to tell my sister (laughs) her so much and i'm so glad she's my sister but it's like you know i just want to be clear about like this whole pressure uh for people to make siblings now to have a kid yeah. and make it make it a sibling versus just a it's like a weird pressure and i mean i think the answer is pretty obvious i think it is friendship it can be cousins 
But for me, right, like my sister came six years later and I remember distinctly what it was like having no siblings. And I really did want a sister. Like I wanted a sibling pretty badly. But at the time, I had a best friend named Daniela and we were literally one day apart. Our, she was born the day before me and we met in kindergarten and we were pretty much inseparable our entire elementary school lives. We, we, we were the ones that had, sh who would have baths together. Like I would have, like she to me was like my sibling, my cousin who I would mm -hmm. take baths with. Obviously I'm so grateful to have my sister in my life. But when I think about what would life have been like had I not been given a sibling, and I think about my best friend, Daniela, when I was a kid and then the best friends I grew up with and the friends I have now, I'm like, I would have been okay because a lot of my friends are also like the siblings that I never had. Yeah, but now with my cousins, like I'm super close to like my little cousin, Christian, who lives here. I feel like his big sister. Yeah. And I'm like, no, but I'm not his big sister. Like I'm not. And I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. I feel like his big sister. I'm not like literally his big sister, but I'm going to treat him like my little brother. Yeah, and that's fine. Yeah. And it's like quite wonderful to grow up and stop being like limited with the with what you perceive and what you're told, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Summer, the best time of year, usually doesn't come with a great deal. Soaring temperatures come with soaring prices. But what if there's another way? With IKEA, your summer plans can last longer than two weeks of vacation and be more affordable. Here, everyone can have lounge chair access. No reservations needed. From affordable outdoor furniture to stylish accessories, we have all the essentials you need to soak up summer in style, no matter the size of your space. Start planning a better summer with IKEA. It's your outdoor dreams inside your budget. Let go with Ego. Existen dos tipos de personas en el mundo. Los que prefieren un desayuno dulce con frutas, dulce de leche y un jugo de naranja. Y los que prefieren un desayuno salado con chorizo, huevos rancheros y un café. Pero sin importar qué tipo de persona eres, hay algo que a todos les va a gustar. Los crujientes y esponjosos Ego Waffles. Ya sea que te guste un desayuno salado, con huevos o salsa picante encima de tus waffles, o seas más dulcero y los prefieras con mantequilla y miel. Encuéntranos en el pasillo de desayunos congelados. Lego with Ego. So, you know, while me and you have, like, what is considered, like, a micro family for, like, old Latinos who all, like, mm -hmm. came out of, like, seven billion siblings, like, my mom was the eldest, right? And she was literally like la mama of her brothers, oh, not yeah. of her sisters, of her brothers. Like my grandma would make my mom be a mom, like cook and servirle los platos and wash their, wash their clothes and do this. And then my mom, like I think one age, my mom was like, why? Like I'm, I'm her, I'm, I'm equal to them. Like I'm not their babysitter and I'm not their mom and I'm not their maid. Like my mom would have to serve her brother's dinner before mm -hmm. she could serve herself. Mm -hmm. And they were like younger. She was like, I'm older. If there's a hierarchy, it's mine. But back then, and I think still in a lot of households, la hermanas, especially if they're older, are like immediate caretakers immediately and I'm so thankful. I'm not an older sister in this type of thing. I'm the, I would be the worst caretaker. Oh, I, yeah, me too. I, I kill a cactus. Like, I can't, you know, maybe once I'm a mom and I'm like, okay, I don't really have a choice here. Like, maybe I'll do it. <laughs> but if I if I had to take care of, like, my brother at one point, like, he'd be dead by now. Poor, poor guy. Absolutely. But why I, are I, we, like, yeah. why, are sis why are sisters automatically, like, moms? It's like, bitch, the fuck? Porque... <laughs> 
fucking patriarchy, sexist bullshit. I mean, I'm not, I'm not shocked by any of this. My abuelo was one of six sisters. He was the only guy. And his dad died when he was three. Oh, wow. So that was an interesting dynamic. And then on my grandma's side, she was one mm-hmm. of like eight or nine siblings. My husband's worse. Like his, da- his mom and dad are like one of 14. How do you have time for that? I don't know. How do you have the vagina for that is truly the, the question I have. I don't know. It's like a portal. That vagina should be in the Guinness Book of World Records. Yeah. So, but that's really what happens is like the older siblings end up being the caretakers. But a lot of the time, the women are the ones that do a lot of the cooking and the cleaning and the diaper changing. If you have 14 siblings, that means you have like a 20 year age difference. And that's why in a lot of our culture, you Uh have like, oh, my uncle's coming. He's two years old. It's like, what? How did that happen? It's like, oh, yeah, I have a (laughs) I have a brother who's 25 years older than me. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's like yeah. I there's these matices in some Latin families that like age makes no sense. There's like a time no. continuum obstruction. <laughs> like it's like how? My, but it's because of that. That sounds like a show. That sounds like a show. My two year old uncle. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Or yeah, like it's like inconsistent and not perfect a lot of the time. And I also feel like back then people had fifteen kids. Because uh-huh. you were rolling a dice. Like, half of them died. The other half, like, got polio. Do you know what I mean? So it's like, yeah. I mean, if you have 15, the chances of one coming out all right are higher. So now it's like, oh, no, you know, infant mortality is low. Oh, like, you know, there's a lot of technology and science to help you take care of that one person. So the chances of you losing that kid are very low now. But back then, oh, my God. My, my, yeah. my grandpa lost, like, five siblings. Oh, my God. He was, like, one of 13, and he lost five siblings. And they were like, oh, it, only five died. Not so bad. And it's like, oh I mean, my that's pretty God. <laughs> yeah. What is it, a fucking colony of ants? Like, it's fine. We, we lose one. Keep going. Pretty much. But, you know, call me an asshole. But if I was one of those older siblings that was born into a family of, like, 20 fucking kids, and my parents are like, it's it's up to you now to change their diapers and to basically raise them, I'd be like, no, bitch. You fucking did this. You went to the fucking bedroom and fucking humped the shit out of each other, made another human being. That ain't my problem. Like, I think it's I think it's a little unfair to put that on your kids of like, well, now you have to cook and clean and 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 clean caca and clean vomit and practically raise the child that we made. So then you can't even start your own goddamn life. That happened to my dad's father. He was one of also many sisters. He was like 10 or more years older than my grandma because he waited until all his sisters got married for him to get married. Mm-hmm. I'm like, hell no. Wait, I am is it not... because he was like el hombre de la casa? There's always this yeah. concept of like, I oh. See, like el hombre de la casa. He needs to make sure that all his sisters are taken care of, i.e. married to men. So he got married much older. I'm like... That's not fucking fair. As someone whose parents actually let me be who I am, that's just a thing that I'm very passionate about because I've seen so many people my age complain about how their parents held them back. Mm. And I don't think that's right. Like, let your kids fly out of the dang nest. That's not why. Why else are you having kids for? To control them and keep them attached to you by the rib cage till you die? That's not healthy. 
That's very Latino, though, because I feel like my American friends, they were dropped off at college and the parents were like, see ya, bitch. And my that mom was been, like crying. That would be me. That would <laughs> my be me. My mom was like, I bet I I'm like, I'm literally like half an hour from your house, mom. And then all my American friends, like the parents are like, all right, well, have fun. We're converting your room to a fitness room now. And it's like, this, <laughs> like ciao. I don't know. I think it's funny what you're saying. This like this family oriented culture sometimes has this negative where it's like te aferras mucho a la familia and yeah. leaving is is seen as you know uh a negative or like i think not... like a healthy mix yeah. right because my my parents were a healthy mix they weren't like see you later bitch um they were like sad and they cried but they were also very supportive of my dreams and they were okay mm-hmm. with me and my sister leaving to california because I have way too many Latino friends who say that their parents still guilt trip them. Like they abandoned the family. And I'm like, mm-hmm. why the heck are you having kids for? Like, you need to let them live their lives to the fullest and follow their dreams. You know, it's interesting you saying this it sort of reminded me of there's also this like untold family structure with siblings. So, for example, you know, the first born male. Right. Mm-hmm. If the if the family has a business that's the one that's going to inherit the business. That's just like, and I saw it in my family with my uh, wow. grandpa and my older uncle. It was like, he has to inherit the family business. And my uncle was like, I don't want to fucking do this. And I saw it like very similarly portrayed in a lot of other parts of my family where it's like, oh, the dad is a lawyer. The eldest son will also be a lawyer. And it's this, it's just this un, untold expectation for, yeah. for like every sibling has like, their uh their place if there's a female mm-hmm. uh sibling she's gonna take care of of the los abuelos when they get older and she's gonna make sure that the parents are taken care of and and there's this unspoken these unspoken rules among sibling places and that i think are changing but i see it a lot within my family um in the past generation mm. okay jenny to wrap up this podcast i had an idea okay I think we should give uh, messages out to our siblings. Um, I want to give a message out to my sister Carolina, who I know will listen to this podcast, that I love her so much. She's the best sister in the world. And uh, I want her to come visit me. And since I know my brother is not going to listen to this podcast, I want to tell him, (laughs) hey, uh, sometimes you're wrong and I'm right. And I need you to like chill and listen to what I have to say before you assume you're right, Michelle. Oh, my God. (laughs) You're so annoying sometimes, but I love you. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I actually have a feeling my sister's going to listen to this one just because she's going to see a photo of her probably as the thumbnail. And she'll be like, oh, I better listen to this. Anyway, so Stephanie, if you're listening, I have known you for almost 29 years. It is about time that you let one rip. I've never heard my sister fart in you my never life. Heard her fart? She does not what? fart. Oh my god. I've always been the farter of the family and I used to just let it rip all the time as a kid. Like I'm farting. I'm with my family. My sister, I believe does not have an asshole. So I'm mm. I'm actually complimenting you, Stephanie. I'm the this gross is the one. Way I I am so shocked <laughs> by this. Like truly She's very dainty. My sister's just more dainty than me. She's very, like, she's classier than me. So, like, she also doesn't curse. What the fuck? (laughs) Oh, wow. 
and, and well, now yeah. you. Her yeah. name is Stephanie. Stephanie. <laughs> no, here you go, Stephanie. Hope you let it rip, Caro. I've heard you let one rip. Um, and I don't know if I should say that. I feel like she'll be so. P- <laughs> <laughs> Let go with Ego. Existen dos tipos de personas en el mundo. Los que prefieren un desayuno dulce con frutas, dulce de leche y un jugo de naranja. Y los que prefieren un desayuno salado con chorizo, huevos rancheros y un café. Pero sin importar qué tipo de persona eres, hay algo que a todos les va a gustar. Mm. Los crujientes y esponjosos Ego Waffles. Ya sea que te guste un desayuno salado, con huevos o salsa picante encima de tus waffles, o seas más dulcero y los prefieras con mantequilla y miel. Encuéntranos en el pasillo de desayunos congelados. Lego with Ego. Two guys drove to work. Neither guy wore a seatbelt. One guy got a ticket. One guy didn't. The same two guys drove home. One guy wore a seatbelt. One guy didn't. One guy made it home. The guy not wearing his seatbelt didn't. Don't risk it. Click it or ticket. Paid for by NHTSA.